Let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, we thank you for, once again, as we've prayed many times, the, the cleansing rains. Thank you for this beautiful nature that we get to celebrate with you and the ways that you reassure us through what we observe, through the eyes of your nature. Today, as we look at the storms and we pray about the rainbows, we say, be with us. Remind us of your loving covenant always and every day. Amen. Today, I, I full-heartedly intended to just have a quiet walk, <laughs> to kind of just be in nature and be within a place of quiet prayer. But those of you that have watched the news over the last few weeks, over the last month, you know that our worship center at 1501 Kelly Street is in San Diego County. And we have been dealing with an overrun of rain. So much rain. And I wanted you to see these images on my walk as we see the, the mud stained path and the wet areas around us. We may see some puddles here or there. Or this large hill that I got coming up soon is gonna be slippery and slotty and I may not be able to make it up it, but I want you to see this beautiful environment, this, this fed environment after the rains. I was thinking about the scripture that combines with this sermon today and instead of having a, a quiet walk, I wanted you to see the imagery of this fed earth from the rains. Now, the scripture today from Genesis is a little bit more than a, a light rain. It's the, it is the great flood. And there's a little bit more connotations that revolve around the narrative of the great flood than just the earth being fed. There's, there's a major difference that takes place. There is a change that's made, an intentional change. And it's hard and scary to, to contemplate it. If you dig deep to the roots of the narrative of what happens in this great storm, I mean, it even, if you look in all sorts of different writings. We even go back to Gilgamesh, who was a great warrior who survived the floods. So there is a, a narrative within that that's a little bit more intense than just the earth being fed. But then we do get to a point of this peace that I want you to observe today. And it's the, the focus of the narrative of today's scripture. The the peaceful covenant that comes at the end of this journey. So enjoying the, the view and, the, and this walk as we talk about a promise that God hangs in the sky. And I was kind of hoping that God would hook me up today with a little, a little rainbow in this conversation. And 
if I pay attention enough, I may actually find one. But we have this imagery in this scripture in Genesis of a, a rainbow being hung in the sky. And that rainbow becomes this promise. It, be, it becomes more than a promise. It becomes a covenant of one who is changing the path, changing the way that things have been done. There will no longer be another need for great cleansing. And I cringe as I use that phrasing, I really do. But a covenant of peace that will follow and a new way that will follow afterwards. Now I wanna dissect a couple of words with you. The words that I wanna dissect with you are promise and covenant. There is a promise of a new path. There's a promise of a new way. It's a statement that I can make with you. And, you know, unfortunately we exist within realities that promises are not always kept. Sometimes we make common promises that just cannot be fulfilled. So I don't look at this narrative today as us looking at the promise of God. The word becomes very important to me, covenant. It's my covenant with you. Covenant is a little bit more intense of a word. There's more of a priority in a covenant. When we join in to a covenant of friends, we are bound together with a common understanding. When we join into a covenant community, there are expectations that we hold onto each other. There are pro more than promises. There are commitments that we make. You know, so many times, I've done so many weddings over the years, and I use the phrase, the marriage covenant. There's a greater expectation that exists in that. And as I climb this hill, thankfully it's not so slippery that I can make it to the top, but you sure will hear me breathing a little bit harder <laughs> as I climb this hill. A covenant has a greater expectation to it. It's a, it's a stronger statement. And I think about the covenant between God and humanity that exists in this scripture. And I think about a God who holds that covenant no matter what. Now, this is where everything shifts into a conversation about grace for a few moments. I think grace thrives within the reality of this covenant that God put in place when he hung the rainbow in the sky. It's a visual imagery, something to look, look to. It's something a little bit more than having faith or trust. It's something a little bit more than hoping. We don't just hear this word covenant. We actually also are provided this focal point to look towards, to, to celebrate it, to, 
to to be within it it's the hanging of the rainbow after the rains but today at our worship center i went outside to to change our our billboard to advertise some events that we have coming up and i turned around and i looked in the sky and there was this big beautiful rainbow there now i need to remind you the last few days as of this recording that i've dealt with over the last few days and nothing equal to the great flood of this scripture and in genesis but we've had a lot of rain here a lot unfortunately we've lost some friends uh due to that areas that were not quite drainage equipped storm equipped and there's been some major damage here in san diego because of the rains but just dealing with the frustration of the rains you know we need rain to feed the earth we don't have crops we don't have trees the sky isn't clean without the rain so for all of its beauty there's also some worries that come through it i mean look at the tracks in this field as i'm walking up this hill again for those of you listening to the podcast i'm okay I'm just walking up a hill <laughs> i mean all these tr tracks that you see in this video are moments of erosion that took place because of the rains so we have erosion we have you know flooding and homes dripping roofs and so forth and we're all dealing with it think about the work that we do at our worship center for our friends that are housing insecure and every time i say thank you god for the rains i also have to take a moment to say dear god please protect these friends who have no shelter so you know the rains have to be dealt with in so many different ways but there's a promise i'm gonna hold this up i want you to see the skyline i don't have a rainbow but it's a beautiful beautiful skyline that exists and that's what i think about when i hear these words these stronger words not a promise but a covenant from god that he will care for the earth in a new way I want us to think about the caringness of the word covenant. You know, I deal with quite frequently conversations that happen with dear friends that think that they're afraid that they're going to lose their place in God's kingdom. You know, I see highly reactionary actions over a fear of losing a place in the kingdom. You know, I see people battle over Bible verses than love because of a fear of losing their place in the kingdom. And they forget about the covenant, the covenant. The beauty about grace is grace is not something that we create. 
We didn't create the covenant in the scripture in Genesis. God created the covenant. We don't create the actions of Jesus Christ, death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus Christ started that. All we get to do, all we have to do, is interact with the covenant. And we have this place of peace, and it's more than a promise. It's a covenant. I made that statement earlier about the marriage covenant. So, over the years, I've had a best friend. A person that I would name as a best friend. And I get stuck in this conversation sometimes because, you know, every great husband that wants to look good to his wife brings up the question, well, isn't your wife your best friend? I mean, your wife should be your best friend, that one person that you want to always be with and always be around. So why do you call this other person a best friend and you're married? And every time I think about that, I think about the difference that I'm trying to share with you between a promise and a covenant. I have a covenant with my wife. But good or bad, thick, thick or thin, for better or worse, sickness or in health, till death do its part. My wife is my person. So, whenever I answer that question, it's like, no, it's different. She's my wife. I have a covenant with her. My best friend and I, there's going to be one day that we'll get mad and we'll probably never talk together again. And that's one of those things that happens. It's human nature. People grow apart. People grow differently. But a covenant doesn't grow apart. A covenant does not dissolve. And that's actually what God is promising within the scripture. It is the covenant that I won't part from you. I will not pull away. I will always be here as a caregiver. So again, I deal with my friends who are worried at times that they're going to lose their place in the kingdom and they're worried about it because they see God as their best friend. You know, I'm going to make this mistake. I'm going to turn God away from me because I will falter in this way. And again, that's how I just explained to you the difference between my covenant and my marriage and my friendship with a best friend is I'm worried I'm going to lose this. I'm worried that I'm going to make a mistake and lose it all. But it's not that way with God. God is the covenant. God is the one that won't pull away or go away. So I look at this ground in the, in the wet mud and how's it going? And I just think about that commitment. You can't lose it, friends. It's not something that will disappear. Now, sometimes the ground may erode and the waters will shift things around and it'll become rocky and, and a little bit slippery, but that's okay 
because the covenant doesn't go away. I think about that a lot too. And I think about that imagery of the waters causing erosion and actually changing the way things work. And it, it kind of goes into the sermon that I shared with you last week using the Harry Chapin song, Changes, because we're going to change. You know, the living waters of our lives will erode us in different ways. They'll reshape us. They'll make us look different. Sometimes they'll even make us act differently. You know, if I step on this ground and it's soft and smooth, I got good footing. But if I hit one of these cracks, I'm going to fall down and get hurt. So sometimes, you know, that change becomes a little scary at times. And we have to fill it out and figure it out and weigh it out. But even though that the erosion changes the way we look and the way that we interact with things, the covenant doesn't go away. The covenant remains. So today, as we listen to, I, I can see clearly now the rains have gone. I think that'll be the song that I put with this one. I want us to think about a covenant, not a promise, not a best friend, but a covenant that cannot be changed that is held solid and no matter how the weathers of life erode us at times reshape us at times change the way that we look and interact with things at times even though at times we deal with all these changes and even though sometimes our interaction with it as you can see i'm getting ready to come up on a really muddy spot here Sometimes that we have to figure out how to handle the new terrors of the new terrain. The covenant doesn't go away. There's still a path that we can get through. And God is always next to us. No matter how much we change, it's not something that can be lost. Hang on to all those things, friends. And may the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis. God is love. Amen.